everyone. Welcome to another Prescription for Life podcast. My name is Linda Gallick. I'm the health and well-being consultant at Bell & Health. And I am so honored today to have our special guest. Today we have Morgan Phillips. Morgan is a co-occurring uh, therapist here at Bell & Health Psychiatric Center. And she's going to help us dive into today's topic. So welcome, Morgan. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate being here. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. So this month's Lifesaver Wellbeing topic is... The topic um, title is On the Edge. So we're really looking at people that may be uh, struggling with substances that may have some issues in that way. One of our pillars in lifestyle medicine is the use of substances. So we're really going to dig into that today. And you are an expert in that area. So I'm excited to talk to you. So tell me a little bit more about what you do here at Bellin and what brought you to Bellin. Like, how did you get here? Sure. Um, so I specialize in working with folks with substance use issues as well as mental health issues. Um, I've been with Bellin going on, I think, seven years. Um, fun fact, I actually started here in 2012 as a person that was on the inpatient side of it working as a C3 counselor, they called them back in the day. So I've been here before and now I've come back and it's been great. Um, but I run the programming here. Typically, I work, work with the folks that are in need of more than one time per week services. So we offer groups and individuals to just offer more support to help these folks in their journeys towards recovery. Okay, all right. So what types of what types of struggles do people have? What kind of things are we typically seeing in our society and in particular, I guess, in our regions, um, the Bellin regions that we serve? What, what kind of things do people do people struggle with? Yeah, well, I, I don't think it's any secret, right, that Wisconsin loves to drink. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right. Unfortunately, that's been really normalized, I think, throughout our, our state, but even more so maybe here in the northeastern Wisconsin just because of our love of football. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. You know, but also, though, I would say that there there's a lot of different substances that's occurring now that we're probably not addressing in, such, in the way of the methamphetamine use we see has been drastically increasing in our area. Um, we've been having an ongoing issue with opiates. So, I mean, as, as a community, I think that there's a lot going on that our people are struggling with. Absolutely, absolutely. So this topic on the edge, we're really looking at trying to help recognize if there are struggles, uh, both in ourselves and in others. So what do you think, what are the types of things that we need to watch out for, both in ourselves and, and maybe in seeing something in one of our loved ones, or maybe even one of our coworkers? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I think, it, I think it's different for everybody, but I think that there, I always kind of look at it through the lens in the sense that there's a difference between social substance use, right? Like, I'm going to go hang out with my pals tonight and maybe get a cocktail or two. There's a difference between that and I don't know what to do with this emotion in my body, therefore I mm. use substance to manipulate it yes. and to change it, right? So um, when we're doing that, that in itself should be a concern because that tell, that that is where we would maybe want to pause and recognize like this is an opportunity to maybe do something differently, maybe use a different type of coping skill. But we turn to that substance use, that's going to re potentially result in an issue, right? Because that's a really positive reward when you think about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I would also tell people that you know if you're in a place where you start making rules on your substance use and you start to violate those rules, that's usually a really glaring red flag that maybe this is a little bit more serious than we're giving it credit for mm -hmm. um i would also like speaking to like what do we do when it's our family when it's friends or colleagues you know um 
again, that's really individualistic. It's interesting because I mentioned uh, when we were chatting earlier that I talked about this with my group members, right? And mm-hmm. so I think you have to know your person, right? And we have to like timing yeah. is everything. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, always right out of the gates is we do not talk about these issues when somebody's under the influence. <laughs> right, <laughs> and, right, exactly. And so I also tell you that we don't have these conversations when we ourselves have a cocktail in our hand. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think it's really like timing is important. I also think it's really, um, we discuss these things with consent, right? So it might be a good time for you to have the conversation with me, but maybe I'm not having a great day. And so it's not, I'm not able to receive that in a way that could be healthy. Um, I'd also tell you that, you know, families, I think get some really skewed messages, right? We all know the HBO show Intervention that became famous. And Mm -hmm. I think that people assume that like we can have these interventions and our loved ones just gonna be like, oh yeah, totally, (laughs) right? (laughs) I think that's not how it works. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. we have to be able to address this from a place of compassion and not judgment. Because if there's judgment on the table, our families are going to shut down. Our friends are going to shut us down. They're going to push us out, right? Because when we judge, that invokes shame. And at the heart of all substance use is shame. Mm-hmm. You know? And so mm-hmm. the more I feel it, the more I'm going to avoid it. And so it's so important, and you and I have talked about this previously, it's so important to not come from a place of shaming someone or making someone feel bad or trying to bully someone into a different behavior because you're really not going to get anywhere when, no, when you do that it's gonna get <laughs> at <worse>. all. <laughs> it's going to get worse. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like, I also like, I, I think that there's this you know, societal message, right? Like we put substance use folks who struggle with substance use issues into this category as being different than us. And as a result, it builds like this divide mm. and, in, and out of the gates then, right? It's hard to talk about it. There's a stigma that hangs over this community and they call it the white elephant in the room for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Nobody knows how to talk about this. Right, right. So what do you think, um, so we talked about the timing, you know, starting that conversation and, uh, any other kind of tips to go along with that, like, you know, really connecting to, to people that we care about? I'm going to tell you this. I, I can only speak from, like, what I hear from my people in mm-hmm. the sense that yeah. they know. <laughs> they, they already know it. They're not out in left field on this. <laughs> it's they not like they're, they're not realizing it. <laughs> right. So I also think, like, when you approach somebody with your concerns, it's not about throwing the kitchen sink at them and telling them everything they've done wrong for the, sex, six, well, the past six months that mm-hmm. you've noticed, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really about staying present focused and really looking at this from a place of you're struggling and we're here to help. Not We're not here to condemn you. We're not here to force you to do anything that you don't want to do, but just saying, like, hey, we're seeing this behavior and we'd like to talk about it with, with your consent again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And I know some families will struggle with that, right? Because I, there are people in this world, they're, they're not going to come back to that topic. It's a hard topic, right? And so they get worried that if we try to address this mutually, then the other person's just going to dip out and we won't have a conversation. So then we might get a little bit more aggressive with it, right? Yeah. But as a result that builds that resistance and so yeah. the more we try to force it the more people are going to say no thank you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely so i'm thinking even from a preventative measure so i'm thinking from a place of our younger people yes you know our teenagers our preteens. you know they're going to come up on some times in their life where maybe they're going to be making choices about things how do we communicate that we are a trusted place for them as in, as in Bellin or as in like just family or? I think, yeah, I think from a relationship aspect, I'm, I'm just thinking about how to let your loved ones know, I'm here, I'm, I'm here if you need me, I'm here to support you if something goes down. 
Yeah, so I guess, like, especially with our kids, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's so incredibly difficult for kids to talk about this because of fear Mm -hmm. of punishment, right? But I think it's more importantly, rather than waiting until it's happening, Mm -hmm. start these conversations, normalize these things, right? I mean, I can only think from my own parenting experience. Man, my kids probably got it worse than anybody because I've been barking (laughs) at her since she's been too young to even care. (laughs) You know? Right. I also now have a 17-year-old that I Mm -hmm. I think has a pretty solid understanding of concerns and why this world is something that doesn't get taken easily, that substance use is serious and it can get anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to switch gears just a little bit. Um, So perhaps um, some of the folks listening to the podcast today – they do have someone in their life that is struggling with something. And often you hear about kind of the the people that care about the people that are struggling and how they get burnt out and how they don't take care of themselves. So how does someone really prioritize, you know, their own care and taking care of themselves if, if they do know someone that's struggling? Yeah, it's again, another great question, right? Um, if you have the privilege of having health insurance, I would encourage every person to have their own therapist, right? Yeah. And I would really encourage us to be working with therapists that understand substance use issues. So again, they know how to hold it from a place of compassion rather than a place of judgment or again, punitively, right? We don't want to punish these folks. So we need people, our providers need to understand that too. Um, so I would encourage everybody to have their own therapist, but there's also in the recovery community, you know, there's great options out there for support groups like Al-Anon, um, mm-hmm. Smart Recovery also offers a friends and family program. So there's definitely resources out there. Um, they're not always easy to find. That's the unfortunate part, right? So Google's your friend, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Using yeah. Google. But, you know, um, one of the benefits, if I could say, of COVID would be that it mm-hmm. opened up the world to online supports. And so there's so many support groups that now are internationally available to us that we never would have had, right? And so... I just yeah. tell you that if you're a family member, get on the computer, see mm-hmm. what's out there, mm-hmm. but also do your research, right? Make sure that you're engaging with a healthy community and one that's going to set you up for success. And do you think, too, it's important to recognize that just because someone you care about is is struggling with a substance or, or has something going on, that doesn't mean that it is for you to fix. I think that's an important thing to re- to remind people of. So, oh, my, my child is doing this. Yes, of course, you bear some care and concern. But also, there, there's, some, there's some boundaries there, right? I love that word. Boundaries. boundaries. Yes. Do we like that? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Linda, it's all about boundaries in this land, right? Like, truthfully, yeah. I tell a lot of folks, like most folks, when you come hang out with me, right? Because I, I, I work with the folks when they're coming into their start of their recovery, typically is that most folks, when they have a slip, it's because of conflict with family members, Mm. right? So it's due to, we don't know how to talk to each other and we don't know how to do boundaries with each other because unfortunately when we're in a family with active substance use, those are the first two things that typically get destroyed. Mm, Yes, yes. So boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. (laughs) I cannot stress that enough for everybody, right? And really also knowing like, what are your recovery needs? I think that's something that as, as a whole we miss that if, my family member struggles with substance use issues and I'm going to be part of their recovery and support system, I need my own recovery Mm -hmm. and I need my own people and I need to have my own boundaries protecting that as well. And Mm -hmm. so then we can have these conversations of that works for me or that doesn't. And it doesn't come from this place again of hurt feelings. It's just, no, that's a boundary for me. Yeah. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it's so it's so healthy. It's so healthy yeah. to have boundaries. Yeah. We all need and we all need to be okay with that and not and not feel guilty about it and not think that we're some kind of bad person that we're not trying to save the world that we yeah. also when they say put on the oxygen mask on yourself first this applies the same way i love that i use it all the time with my people right? do you yeah right <laughs> like i cannot save you if i'm dying too <laughs> right exactly it's yeah. so true but i will also tell you that i i I, 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 I can't imagine what it's like for these family members to be going through mm. what they're going through. So, like, I know, like, yeah. that bound, like, the boundary issues, right? That doesn't come from a place of, like, ill will. It comes from a place of fear. It comes from their own trauma, yeah. right? And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's commonly spoken about in, in the communities that when we struggle with our substance use, our family members obsess over our substance use in a way that it almost becomes their own addiction, mm. you know, that they're just trying to stay one step ahead. Yeah. So it's hard when you all of a sudden you say, hey, I got a boundary. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's going to take time and there's going to be hiccups. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just being able to trust in that process and know that we're doing this from a place of positive and connection and yeah. really just wanting to see our loved ones heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, just kind of wrap us up here then too. Um, where can people go for more resources? What do you recommend if, if somebody is struggling or they know someone that's struggling what what kind of resources are out there what what do you recommend they they look into um i would tell you that you can always go to the recovery community so like alcoholics anonymous mm -hmm. uh, narcotics anonymous heroin anonymous um, drug addicts anonymous you know green bay is really really offers a lot of support in that arena i love those groups they're free right mm -hmm. um smart recovery is out there too um we have a solid at least once a week group for that going on currently so we're starting to see more options in the sense of it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, medical based and then you have to have insurance, right? But if you have insurance, again, right, talk to your primary care providers. Yeah. Let these folks know what's going on in your mm -hmm. life because mm -hmm. they can get you set up with the teams that can help you, you know? And yeah. so, it, again, I would tell you, Google's your friend mm -hmm. <laughs> in the mm -hmm. sense of just finding out online supports, but really recognizing what's in our community. We offer residential treatments. We offer things like intensive outpatient services, individuals. Mm -hmm. There's really options for whatever your need is, but it is really hard to figure out where to go and how to get yeah. to them. Yeah. And just to really, you know, let everyone know, too, I mean, Bellin Health is a community-serving organization. And if yes. you don't have a primary care provider, you know, please contact us, and we would love to connect with you and get you someone that can hear your stories and, and know what's going on with you and hopefully connect you to other resources as well. Yeah, absolutely. Those doctors are incredibly helpful. Yeah. Morgan, so great to talk with you. Any, any parting thoughts, anything else that you really want to make sure that our community hears today? Anything else that, that we want to, that we want to put out there? How much time do you have? <laughs> We have time. <laughs> no, I, I just I just encourage everybody to um, know that this is more than choice. And I think, like, we're all in it together, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're all in it together. We have to learn to ask for help. We have to learn to trust. But yeah. I will also tell you that if our individuals that struggle with the substance use don't know how to trust themselves, it's going to be a lot more difficult process. So we have to be able to trust them that they can tell us what their needs are. And so they have yeah. to be part of their own team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah so helpful to remember well morgan thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today we're, we're so thrilled to to learn from you and get some additional information um, and again please reach out to us at bellin if there's anything that we can assist you with we are we are definitely here to to help anyone that that we certainly can so again this is prescription for life podcast i'm linda gala thanks for listening today